0: It's three stars time and we'll have a fun little preview of tonight's game. Let's hit
1: it. Your locked on ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
0: Welcome everyone to locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the locked on podcast network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade, and a reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Odyssey, and many, many others. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, all that stuff. My Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. All right, so let's get right into it. Later on in this podcast, we will bring on not one, but two. Ooh, two hosts. They're the hosts, the co-hosts rather, of Locked On Red Wings. So definitely do check that out. I will be joined by Brian Fisher, who hosts, and also Scott Bentley. So we got a couple of co-hosts there. We're going to have some fun with that. But first, it is three stars time. And I took a little bit of time on these three stars because this was tough. The Ducks did pick up seven points in the last week. And narrowing it down to three Ducks as far as my stars was not easy. It was difficult. The first star, I have to give to John Gibson. And here's why. The Ducks had been struggling on offense recently. And the Ducks' penalty killing had been good except for that game against Toronto Maple Leafs. Gibson has been that guy. He is the last line of defense and is the ultimate penalty killer for the Anaheim Ducks. In those three games that he played, he did get two victories and one overtime loss, rather one shootout loss, and that was it. And even the shootout loss, that was to a very good Toronto team. So be that as it may, John Gibson, I think, has been spectacular his last three outings. He had that tough game against the Maple Leafs where he stopped 41 of 44 shots. Yeah, Maple Leafs put up 44 shots, and Gibby saved 41 of them. He was spectacular. The game against Boston, he saved 23 of 26 in that Ducks victory. The game against Ottawa, that was out of this world. He was 44 for 45 as far as saves to shots. So overall, John Gibson over the last week is pitching about a 940-950 save percentage, which is spectacular. His goals against is also pretty good. I would say he's shut up some of the doubters. I I like John Gibson a lot. He's one of my favorite players on this team. And there was there was been a lot, a lot of doubters out there, some of which have, you know, according to some of you on Ducks Twitter, some of you saying, man, some of these guys look like clowns, just clowning on John Gibson, saying he sucks, saying he's okay, saying he's not the best goalie. No, Gibson has been the best goalie of the past week. I would hope that he is one of the three stars of the week for the National Hockey League. And he'd be absolutely deserving of it. But as far as this podcast, for me, John Gibson is the number one star of the week. And I got to tell you, it's really not close. Gibby's just been that good. So, number one star, Gibson. Number two star. This one was a little bit tougher, But I'm going to give the number two star to Troy Vetchkin or Troy Terry. It is no secret that Troy Terry is one of my favorite Ducks on this team. Aside from the fact that we share a birthday, he's the one player that I thought could make a spectacular comeback this season. And on the actual official prediction that I made, not the kind of make a hot take kind of prediction, which was kind of tongue in cheek as well. Yeah, that one one was a little bit tongue-in-cheek for those of you that didn't quite catch on. My real prediction was that Terry would get 25 goals this season, and he's achieved that. Troy Terry, in this week, has scored not one, not two, not three, not four, but five points over the week. Terry has been everything we have asked for and more. This past week, he has scored three goals, and two assists. He had that great goal against the Boston Bruins. He had a terrific goal against the Canadians, that really slick one on the power play. And then that great, great third period goal to win the game for the Ducks against the Ottawa Senators. So Troy Terry has been that guy that has really shut up a ton of doubters. Remember all the way back when some people were saying, maybe expose him. Yes, they're there were some writers out there saying that the Ducks should expose Troy Terry in the expansion draft. And if he gets exposed, he's going to get lost to Seattle. The Ducks protected him. That ended up being one of the best decisions the Ducks could have made. And thank God they did, because that is one kid that I've believed in for a long time. And Coach Dallas Eakins really likes having Troy Terry up there in that top six. The reason that I had more faith in Troy Terry than Trevor Zegras this season is because it looks like Coach Dallas Eakins has put a lot more faith in the Terry basket as opposed to Zegras. Don't forget, Coach Eakins pretty recently only played Trevor Zegras for one shift in the third period, and there have been times even this season where Ziegris has unfortunately been benched. And that's not for any good reason, I don't think. That's the only reason why I said that Zegris isn't going to have that breakout of year. Not because I don't think he's good, but because of the coaching staff. Although the coaching staff with Mike Stuthers and Jeff Ward, that did change my mind a little bit. But it's still a Dallas eagans led team, and he believes in Troy Terry immensely. But the thing with Troy Terry this season is he is playing with way more confidence. We're kind of beating a dead horse here, but that's the main thing of it. He's playing with a ton more confidence, and we're seeing that on the ice. We're seeing that with those 25 points this season. Troy Terry, I think, has been unbelievable. For my money, I think he's been one of the top two players for the Ducks this season and a deserving all-star. No, I'll go as far to say Troy Terry has been the best player for the Ducks this season with John Gibson at a close second. But as far as three stars this week, Gibby is the one. Troy Terry is the two. Troy Terry this season has 41 points. He's averaging about a point a game. In 42 games, he's scored 41 points. So this breakout season for Terry is nothing but good and my second star of the week. I will get to my third star momentarily after the first intermission, but first, let's talk about Built Bar, which is everyone's favorite protein bar out there. They come in 18 fantastic flavors covered in a chocolate fondue, and hey, Valentine's Day is coming up, so if you want to get your Valentine something sweet, then maybe get her some cool Built Bars. Hey, there's a grasshopper cookie flavor. It tastes just like a Thin Mint. You know she will absolutely love that. So head over to built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Coming up after the first intermission, I will give my third star some of the runners up and I'll be joined by Scott and Brian. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On, Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And I've given out two of my three stars of the past week for the Anaheim Ducks. First star, of course, was John Gibson because, of course, it's John Gibson. Second star of the week for me is Troy Terry. And my third star of the week. This was a very tough choice because a lot of Ducks contributed over the week and some more than others. But for a specific reason, I'm going to give the third star to Kevin Shattenkirk. Shattenkirk got four points over the last week, but more importantly, he's helped out a lot on the penalty kill. Shaddy, so far this season, just for the record, has seven goals and 19 assists for 26 points. He's getting up to his New York Rangers numbers, close to his Tampa Bay numbers. He's not quite at the 40s, where he was with St. Louis, but honestly, I like his role on the penalty kill this season. He's helped the Ducks become a top five PK unit. He's been doing a great job blocking passes. There was two key moments over the past week. It was one against Montreal and one against Boston. Yeah, I believe it was Boston was one of them. No, it wasn't Boston. It was Montreal and Ottawa where he got an active stick and... And did a great job blocking a key cross ice pass that could have resulted in a high quality shot could have been a goal. So you could say that Kevin Shattenkirk did prevent at least one goal over the course of the week. Which isn't completely out of the realm to say. Because he's got plenty of those uh, blocked passes which do not get counted in the score sheet. And that's fine. But I also look at his blocked shots over the past week. He had six block shots against Boston, six against Toronto, and I think it was two against Montreal. He didn't have any against Ottawa, but I look at those first two games where he had a lot of blocks that were towards the goal, but Montreal and Ottawa, he had blocked passes. Those do not get counted into the score sheet. So defense has been a key for Shaddy, which of course he's a defenseman, so defense ought to be important for a defenseman you know, that's a duh statement right there. But I look at the four points as well, especially those two points against Montreal and the key ones against Toronto and Boston, helping the Ducks get all those points over the past week, seven out of eight. So those are the reasons why Kevin Shattenkirk is my third star of the week. And a lot of people are going to be saying, what about Sam Steele? What about Trevor Zegris? I love Zegris. I love. I like Sam Steele. Steele has had an up and down season. Zegris has... Been amazing. He's shut up all the naysayers, but I got to give it to Shaddy for the key defense over the past week. So, my three stars of the week John Gibson, Troy Terry, and Kevin Shattenkirk. So, there you go. All right. I'll be joined in a minute by the co hosts of Locked On Red Wings, Scott and Brian. They're a lot of fun. They're going to be really great to catch up with and chat with as we. Look ahead to tonight's tilt between the Anaheim Ducks and the Detroit Red Wings at Little Caesars
1: Arena. And I will be joined by them right now. We already saw these two teams face off once. Trevor Zegers did pot a a goal in that game. I believe it was an overtime win for the Ducks in that one. Yep. stood on his head. Now the Ducks turn to come to Detroit. Jason, we know what we're really going to be talking about here. It's not so much about the two teams playing, but the specific players on these two teams. So who is your rookie of the year and why is it more exciting? Oh,
0: uh, <laughs> Mo's been good. He's been very good recently. I'm not going to deny that. He's probably you can one say of the great runners. You can say great. He's Elite, so nice. Maybe Norris there trophy candidate. You know, yeah, you could yeah. say it. But Zegras is right there, too. You can't deny how good Trevor Zegras has yeah. been. Right there I mean, at two, yep. You forgot yeah. a word there, but T
1: O O. He meant <laughs> to use T W O. Right, yeah. T O O. You meant
2: W. You said it
0: two O's. It's yeah. all right. Sure, really let's go with mean. that. <laughs> let's, let's go with that. Look, come on. You have to give Zegras the props for those highlight real goals. That's you had forward. the Michigan. I know you guys are Red Wings, Detroit, Michigan, but Trevor Zegras pulled off the real Michigan mm-hmm. against the Montreal Canadiens. That he was did. pretty sick, and he did that flawlessly, almost without hesitation. Just pick up the puck, bam, pot it right behind Montembeau. I replayed that. I'll admit, probably 150 times by now, <laughs> <laughs> and every time I love it. It's
2: great. It's great. It's um. I I think the the big thing within our fan base is, their they we don't want. The flash, because Sider's a defenseman, right? right. There, there's not a lot of flash, unless he's hitting somebody. There's not a lot of flash that's that he's able to do in a game-to-game basis. And I, I think the biggest concern with a lot of fans is that Zgris, he has been great. Like, no, yeah. nobody's going to deny that. And he absolutely deserves to be right there in the competition and not only in the mix of it, uh, ha- has a legitimate case for number one, and that's absolutely true. Um, I-, I think the fear is just that uh, maybe Flash will get him the trophy instead of production. Not that his production's been bad. Right. Again, it's been fantastic. But I, I think, you know, the, the, what we don't want is a situation where Cider has pretty clearly been the better player and more productive, but, you know, if they're like this – and, and Zegras is here and, and Moe is here that, oh, the you know, the high-light-real plays are going to be the reason that he gets it instead of true, just who's been the better player. And I think right. that is is the biggest concern, I guess, is the word for lack of a better term within our fan base at least.
0: And I'll point something else out right now is defenseman winning the Calder is pretty rare
1: yeah, so right.
0: to begin with. So the defenseman has to have a pretty stellar season to win the Calder. Right. I know Kel McCarr won it two years ago. Aaron Ekblad won it in 2015, and way back, Tyler Myers. That's the list since the last lockout. Three. Three out of 15 defensemen have won the Calder, and only one goaltender, Steve Mason. Right. That's it. Every other winner has been a forward, Mm. and it's usually a forward that has a good flashy season. Kirill Kaprizov had a lot of highlight reel goals last season. He won it. Elias Pedersen, he won it a few years back. And some guy five years ago um, who blew a 3-1 lead, Austin Matthews. <laughs> I get that shot in? Hey, that's more than welcome here, baby. Yeah. That is more Especially than welcome. You're talking to the right people for that. Took, took my shot there. Austin Matthews won the Calder, later blew a 3-1 lead. But, hey, he won the Calder. So, hey, Toronto won
1: something a trophy a trophy we're not gonna talk about which but a trophy um no but and that's that's a good point and we scotty and i brought that up before it's like a lot of the times with a lot of these awards it does go to the writers tend to as- accentuate the most marketable player and uh-huh. out of the rookies at least as of late like starting off the season i think lucas raymond was the most marketable rookie because he started yep. off way hot he's cooled off significantly which is why we're not really bringing lucas raymond into this conversation he's still producing but not goals, not the goals he was creating. He's getting mostly assists, like more excited top play. He's goal on the other a night. pretty big goal drought. Actually, yeah, he as, had one, like had one, one of the biggest on the
2: entire team. Like yeah. on that, because Zadina finally ended his. So he's, so, I mean, he's,
1: yeah, yeah. That's just we've had a talk talk about that, and we we acknowledge the fact that Zegers has been fantastic, and he's had these two highlight real plays, which is why yep. a big part of why he is number one and justifiably so in that conversation. We just know that Moritz Sider has been just as, if not as good. It's hard to compare Apple to Orange as so a forward versus a defender. Yeah, and it really he, is. Um, Moritz Sider's just been such an incredible 20-year-old, comes in the league, immediately the number one defenseman, immediately 25 minutes a night. He bullied. I don't know if you saw much of that Wings-Pittsburgh game <laughs> on Friday, but he bullied Sidney Crosby I, for I 60 did. straight minutes. I did. And it's like, we know that the, in the end, the Calder Trophy means very little. It means it, it's all about winning cups, not called their trophies. But we just want, I guess, with how bad the Red Wings have been in recent years. You've had a taste of that, too. The Anaheim Ducks, as well as they've been this season, haven't this been good a in recent This is a surprise year, right? Yeah. Like they've they, you're... been
0: awful. Imagine covering a team that hasn't made the playoffs in a few years. <laughs>
1: It's oh, been, Can't imagine. Oh, yeah, can't, all can't four imagine of our that, major right? sports. Yeah. Can't
2: imagine. Yeah. Our city hasn't been in the playoffs in four years. Nonetheless, the Red Wings. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we don't
1: count the other hey, made Hey, Anaheim's wasting
0: box. talent in, in the baseball side. I'm not going to go there, though. Oh, man. We don't hey. get another... yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I mean, <laughs> that, we can that's... relate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, but going back to the last time that those two teams met, remember, that game was supposed to take place on a on the middle of the week. And it got postponed, which there there was some talk about why they postponed it. Oh, Segris is still under COVID protocol. He wasn't going to play. People were pissed off at Coach Dallas Eakins for sitting him out. And then they postponed it till the Sunday, which was fine. But then you had that Sunday afternoon, whatever the heck that was, where Segris got the goal. And then he had that sick shootout goal. Mm -hmm. I think that was where it began to turn around a little bit in favor of Segris he had been out he hadn't performed all that well before getting covet and then once he came back he put on that performance against the red wings and i was like oh that's gonna wake some
1: people up to zegras winning the calder yeah, yeah and it's just it's just what you said in the end it, it's probably gonna go to a forward and we can't scotty and i di- can't deny like he is definitely you know a top candidate absolutely obviously our loyalties lie with moritz cider but just the chances of a defenseman winning it when it's, there's a Ford like Zegers playing. And there's still another half season left to play. So who said, Scotty says this all the time, but 40 games from now, who said, who knows who we're talking about? We could be talking about Dawson Mercer or Tanner Generat from the Nashville Predators as the colder favorite. But as Dawson of right who? now, <laughs> yeah, right. We don't want to say that name. Um, but sorry, sure. sorry, Trey. Yeah, <laughs> Trey, the lovable troll. Right. Um, it's just We know how good he has been, but because he's not a defenseman, he's not as marketable. And so I feel like we feel like he hasn't been getting the national media attention. But Trevor Zegers does also justifiably get national media attention because of what he has done. So it's like a little bit of a persecution complex, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's
2: also like hockey is notably horrible at marketing players. And like they they Mm -hmm. find you know what I mean? Like like horrible. Like Who's Connor
1: McDavid? Nobody knows outside of any hockey fans, you know?
2: Right. And, and they, you know, they, they got this young star, you know, he's a rookie that is, has arguably the two single, two biggest hot, like highlight plays on the entire season. Both go to a rookie. You know what I mean? Like that's for, for a sport that is, that is dying for help in the marketing department to have a, a rookie come along and do that. It, it's gonna be a situation where where people that are maybe not as like deep into hockey and, and are you know more casual are going to be like whoa like how how does how is Zegris not at the top right because you know mm-hmm. mo- again most like right. defenseman kind of a thing and and that's not to say again uh, this is no disrespect to Zegris at all it's not to say that people that follow it intently can't can't put him you know right in that mix uh, at the top as well because because again he deserves it but it's just Again, with with a sport that is, struggles so mightily with marketing, they finally have a marketable player, and it's 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 going to be hard to 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 perform for cider to perform so well to take that away from him.
0: Right, and there's a great confluence right now between Zegers real, really setting the stage and this new media deal that the NHL has with TNT and ESPN. You know how much mm-hmm. ESPN is marketing Trevor Zegers right now. No, Since it's pulling the same. off.
1: It's a flying Z. On an ESPN game, by the way. It is both. So I love it to see it. I just is like, because it goes against the guy I'm supporting. I'm like, no, but I'm also like, yes. (laughs) It's such a conflict of interest in my heart about like what's going on. Regarding the game itself, that's going to be played. uh, The Red Wings coming off a win on Friday, then a a blowing of the lead against Toronto on Saturday. Uh, What are your thoughts uh, regarding how the Ducks have played recently and how you feel coming into this game facing the Detroit Red Wings at Little Caesars Arena? Okay, so I'm happy that they've got seven out of eight points
0: so far on this road trip. I said on my podcast, five would be if six would be fine. I'd be happy with seven points. They have seven points out of eight on this road trip. And a shout out to a couple people saying they're going to get nine out of ten. It could happen. I didn't expect it. So in one sense, they are winning games. I'm happy about that. The way they're doing it is not on offense. I'll I'll give you guys a fun little stat here for all the Red Wings fans to ponder. In the last four games on this road trip, shot attempts have not been in favor of the Ducks. They've been out shot attempted 267 to 157. Oh, wow. wow. They've been out attempted by 110. So the question is, What's going on? It's the goaltending. It's the John Gibson appreciation John hour. John Gibson's unreal. We have to appreciate how good Gibby's been in the last few games. Since coming back, and I had to kind of look this up, last five games since coming back from COVID, he's 3-1-1 one and one, with a 949 save percentage, <laughs> a goals against of 1.8. It's not Those bad. Those are pretty good yeah, numbers, pretty right? Good, yeah, yeah. Not bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we're going through a weird funk right now where for the first time this season, Alex Hasn't been um, playing yeah. top tier like he's been yeah. s- fantastic all season. But the last few games he's played, he's had an, a, a sub 900 save percentage, and a lot of that's not his fault, and we'll always acknowledge that. The, he's got besides Moritz Sider, the defense in front of him is horrid, and that's like the which, biggest flaw of the Detroit Red Wings. I mean, so which is what facing the Ducks, the Ducks might have to take
0: advantage of that because the Ducks do boast one of the best power play units in the entire league. Yeah, that's you bad. For gets us. <laughs> when he get gets the and Terry and Zegras together, power play magic can happen. Yeah, so. the Red
1: Wings have one of the worst power plays in the league. So not, yeah. not great matchup when you Not a great get that penalty kill either, yeah. How like, does it feel? Hey, the Ducks were last. <laughs> they were historically last yeah, place yeah. last season. Well, and the Red Wings were second to last last season, and this yep. year they're second <laughs> to last again. And we changed <laughs> oh, power play coaches too. So weird how that works. The other thing too is – um. I'm losing my train of thought. Scotty, save me! Well, I mean, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. We, like we were talking about the power play and, and all that, and the the defense
2: is something that is definitely going to have to be taken advantage of on on your side. I mean, even the the line with Mo Sider, the he's paired with Danny DeKaiser, who who has been one of like an anchor. Love the dude not, to not death. In a good way. Right. Love the dude to death straight up been one of the worst players in the NHL this year. So like, yeah, even, you know, even that line, you you have the ability to take advantage of it. Even when Sider's on the ice, um, the, on the offensive side for the wings, our top six has been unbelievably productive. We mer- moved Bertuzzi down to the second line, even though he's been arguably our, our, our most productive forward this year. Um, like putting up numbers in line with Larkin, who's averaging more than a point a game. So like, and, and we moved him down to the second line. Uh, but it, it turns out that that, that was significantly helped our offense because we went from one line being just insane and the other three being uh, a little weaker to, to now two really, really solid lines at the top that have been very productive. Uh, so you know our shots have been up. We went through a little bit of a dip there where the shots were low, and then we made that switch. Now the shots are getting better. I think this. I basically, I'm saying this game has potential to be pretty high scoring, which is fun. Uh, but also, if Gibson's in net, maybe not. if Gibson's you know I mean? in net, no. <laughs> He's, <laughs> He's gonna, gonna lock the door, door again. again.
0: I, I don't. I, was... I don't
2: know who the last couple of games who's been in there.
0: It's been the Gibby show. Okay, it's it like, was Gibson in Ned show here. Yeah, I mean, I I love Ned, but Gibby has been fantastic so far this mm. season, especially oh, on yeah. this road trip. Oh, yeah, he's trying sure. to shut up all the doubters. There were some doubters saying, "Gibby's an all star." Like, yeah, I'm an all star, and they're going, "But, <laughs> but you, you're you're mediocre. You're good at best." And he shut them up the last few games. So, yeah, maybe that'll, there's that'll that be, uh... little bit of
1: chips saying, well, okay. We yeah, got to leap back I'll up to uh, goaltender Calvin Picard on our team. So, we're looking strong. <laughs>
0: ah, Picard,
1: that guy. Yeah, he got called up because Grice was in COVID protocol, started against the Penguins and got the win in the shootout. Just he man, did. What, what damn the hell right. Has no, damn but it, in right. all reality, had, like, 40 saves or something oh, ridiculous. Too, yeah. But in all reality, it's going to be Alexander Nadalkovich. And although he's I mean, been rough lately, he's <laughs> been great all season long. So, I think. But just because, and we, we, Scotty and I were all like dread and fear going into this past weekend. The Red Wings beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in a shootout. They they inevitably blew a lead against Toronto Maple Leafs, but played them hard for the first two and a half periods before they finally crumbled in the last five. Um, this is the point. Can, can I point out the Ducks did the opposite? They were
0: trailing against Toronto and came back and got a point against the Maple Leafs.
2: Yeah, I, I'd
1: much rather that.
2: Yeah,
1: true, true. I'd, I'd significantly rather that. But this is where my point's going is the Red Wings have shown a propensity all season to play up to their opponents and they face hard opponents and they beat them all season. If the Listeners to our shows are probably rolling their eyes at me bringing this up again, but they lose to bad teams and it's embarrassing. They lost to Arizona. They lost to, um, they lost to Montreal twice. You know, they actually seasons with Buffalo, but that doesn't support my point. They, they play down to bad teams but they beat really really good teams they've beaten vegas they've even the buffalo wins were overtime yeah those were not (laughs) great wins i mean so they beat great teams but they lose to bad teams so playing a team this season which and i'll give you credit here jason the anaheim ducks are pretty great this season Mm -hmm. oh yeah i even though in on the betting sites lineup to lineup it looks like it should be the anaheim ducks game i will not count (sighs) the detroit red wings out because they can win tough battles because this team grinds and they battle it out and they can surprise you. And Dylan Larkin is a freaking all-star. And the mm-hmm. and
2: the, the biggest thing uh, or one of the biggest things too is um, uh, the Detroit Red Wings are a completely different team on home versus the road. Oh, yeah. We are yeah. horrid on the road, like horrid, horrid on the road. And then no matter who you are or how good you are, if you come in, if you come into LCA, it's going to be a tight game. So – very, very different home and road splits and everything. So, we have that. Going I'll take, for a, us I'll take a point.
0: I'll take a point against Detroit on the road. That's fine. Oh, I,
2: I mean, to end that, that would be the end of your road trip, right? I mean, that would be a, a massive success of, of, a road,
0: uh, of a road stint. Eight or nine points out of 10 on a road trip, no matter the opponents, is always welcome. Absolutely. And could get first, could be first place at the end of Monday night.
1: So Absolutely. I one final question here before we uh, wrap up this crossover. And it's if your team's going to win, what do you feel is going to be the X factor for the Anaheim Ducks? That's going to get them the win.
0: I can't believe it took us 17 minutes to not mention Troy Terry, <laughs> or as the locked on Los Angeles Kings host likes to say, Troy Vetchkin, <laughs> just trying to, <laughs> trying to get me in trouble. Troy, Ve- although, Now I'm kind of coming around to the Troy Vetchkin moniker Mm -hmm. because Terry's scoring like him, 25 goals this season. He's been the X factor on a number of games with that wicked wrist shot and just weaving in and out of defense. It's got to be Troy Terry being the X factor along with John Gibson, who I suspect will probably start. I think so.
1: Scotty, what do you think is going to be the Red Wings X factor in this game? If they're going to win this game, what do you think's got to happen?
0: uh
2: Alexander Delkovich. <laughs> I, th- I mean i think that's the easy one right cuz Cause, cause like you brought up he's been so phenomenal all season and then the last like mm-hmm. week randomly he he's uh he's kind of nosedived in in production and uh again not that not that the yeah, defense is of <laughs> him is doing him very many favors right but um at the end of the day it's it, it's counted on his stats and i think I think that's the biggest one. I, I have full faith in the top six. I know what the defense is. I'm not going to come on here and say, oh, the defense needs to be great because I'm not going to set myself up for, for disappointment like that. I mm-hmm. think the, the the easiest and, and uh, most applicable person w- would be Ned.
1: Yeah, I think for me, um, it's going to be the same as what I said going into the weekend, Scotty. It's got to be death scoring. We know the top two lines are going to produce, and I have faith that Ned's going to – be Ned. I, I continue to have faith that Ned's mm-hmm. going to be fine. Um, I said it going into the weekend. If Zadina or Valeno can score, they're going to win a hockey game. Zadina scored against Pittsburgh. They won. <laughs> it's, it comes down to, you know, your top six is going to score, but you need that secondary scoring and they're not getting it. If they can get secondary scoring, I think the Red Wings got a real shot in this game. That could What'd be. You, what are you chuckling about over there, Jason? <laughs> well, I have a prediction. I think it's going to be 3-2 in overtime.
0: In favor of the Ducks. Of course. That, Respect it. Because these two teams play each other tough. And you mentioned those secondary scores. That's the one area that I think the Ducks need
1: to be careful about. So I think you are pretty accurate in your assessment. That's what I think could happen. Keep an eye out. And now he's not hes not a depth piece anymore. He slid up to the first line. But you watch out for Vladislav Nemesnikov. Yeah. He might just be my favorite Red Wing this season. Because wow, he really? has been... He, has he loves the Detroit surprisingly Red Wings. Like,
2: like Vlad loves the Detroit Red Wings. After he scores like he does like the the jerseys the Jersey like tug.
1: he's a fan favorite just cuz he loves the organization as much as all the fans do. It's, and it's he, pretty fun. He's also he's a guy you can put in anywhere in the lineup. We got to wrap it up here so I won't go into much, but he's, you know, averaging half a point per game. He's scoring over almost every every other game either assist or a goal. He's on the top line now that Bertuzzi has been slid down and he's Shown the capability of just fitting right in, he's been so good, yeah, and he's really just good. such a good personality. It's just, I love everything Vlad Demeshnikov, and I want to see him in a winged wheel for a long time to come. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll
0: give one more X factor. Go ahead, Adam Henrique is now back, and he's back in that top six role. So watch out for Adam Henrique because he hasn't been doing too much yet. I think he could bust out on this game as well, and is at least a point. He's
2: gonna bust he, out. He's baby. not. He's
0: not a bust. has had a good season. <laughs> Um, guys, any final thoughts?
2: for two wings and regulation.
0: There you go. Those are their predictions for tonight's game between the Ducks and the Red Wings. Once again, big thanks to Scott Bentley and Brian Fisher. You can catch them both on the Locked On Wings podcast, Locked On Red Wings at l o underscore Red Wings. You can follow Brian Fisher at Brian Fisher nine seven one on Twitter. You could follow Scott Bentley at Scotty on Twitter. Thanks once again to everyone for joining in. I greatly appreciate it. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms including Odyssey, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. Also, also, you can email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD The show's Twitter is at LO ducks. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another, and ducks fly together.